Kanga. Kanga Terry. Yeah, so only our, kangaroo. our Aussie buddies out there, you need to confirm this for us. <laughs> there is such a thing as a, it was on Wikipedia. Kangatarian diet where you eat vegetarian, but you can still eat kangaroo. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of... Coaches on couches. Being slouches. Pretty good. That was pretty good, actually. Today, we are talking, uh, well, there's a big, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, conflicting information out there right now mm-hmm. in the whole nutrition world. Mm-hmm. People are wondering... Confusion. Confusion. I think there's always been confusion in the nutrition yeah. world. People are wondering what the hell they're supposed to eat. What do I eat? And uh, Plants when, are good. What can, we, uh, what can we eat that's not going to kill me? Meat's good. Meat's bad. Uh, so Fats are good. We're gonna, Fats are bad. <laughs> Carbs are good. We're going to talk a little bit today on uh, to helping you find out what the uh, the right uh, diet, daily nutrition diet is for you. For you, yes. Yeah. So we'll get into that. I am Coach Dale Sanford. I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching where we specialize in helping time-crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every BPC coach is trained in our Five Pillars coaching system that has been developed over the last decade through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors. You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube at Build Peak Compete or all up on that Instagram at BPC Performance. Perfect show. All right, so I forgot to take my, sho- my shoes off today. Oh man, <laughs> better just be get comfy here. Uh, I felt off. I might no, be no here. Why. There we go. All right, um, so quick, uh, quick thanks. We always uh, make it. Do we have any shout outs? Got a couple. I do. Got a few so, shout outs. Here we go. Shoutouts. I do have one. This is not peak shoutout season. This is not peak shoutout season, yeah. Uh, Liz Hall hit a four-mile PR uh, last week. So, you know, she's, what, five years into this, and she's still hitting PRs, so that's always good. Mm-hmm. What you got? Uh, another run one, Hart Robinson, <laughs> which uh, we're not used Don't to giving him props on the run. I think he rides mountain bikes. It was off-road, so, you know, similar surface. But uh, he knocked out a 5K PR off-road. That's pretty good. You don't run a lot. You hit a lot of PRs. Is he... Uh, still is... solid, uh, <laughs> a solid go there. Yeah. So it's... he's doing the off-road series. So uh, the Memphis Runners off-road series. Nice. Great cross-training for folks. Uh, another little quick thing. Our Memphis 70.3 training group where you can sign up anytime uh so you're not behind if you think you are uh feel free to contact us you can check uh you can check that that group out by going to buildpeakcompete.com slash i-m-m-e-m and that will uh give you all the information on the training group and uh getting started we got a we got a good group it's kind of growing uh Mm kind of you know we're getting a 
we had the big bulk of people sign up and now we're getting, you know, a couple more yep. every month. So I feel like it'll just keep growing until until we get into that the thick of the training for the uh the Ironman seventy point three in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. still still a great time. If you're a beginner, uh you may have started your training already and you're kinda like, Hey, I don't I just need help with structure. Like what I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing when. Just getting kind of a framework uh has been valuable for a lot of folks and then yeah. You know, the training group, you can ask questions and stuff to adapt that to Yeah, you, you get and, coach support. Exactly. You're not on your own. <clears throat> and we're doing all kinds of webinars and stuff. In fact, next week we're doing uh, a web- webinar on the keys of injury prevention for this these this group because a lot of these people are brand new mm-hmm. to triathlon in general. So Cool. All right. So let's, uh, let's get into it. First off, like... Why this question, Dale? Why is this our topic today? It's mainly because we get questions every week on nutrition. And it's like, but when you get on to like, I blame Netflix. I'm going to blame Netflix on this one. (laughs) Like all the documentaries, I've watched all of them. All of them? Uh, Pretty much. Or a lot of of them. I've watched all of the food documentaries (laughs) on Netflix. And... They they are super conflicting, uh, you know. Like, there's just so much conflicting information out there right now. In and I think part, yeah, I think part of this is you you can find different diets. We're going to refer to them as diets. You know what you do, what yeah. you do for nutrition on a daily basis. Uh, but there's people who have success and had success, you know, from a weight loss standpoint, especially from doing something like an Atkins, doing stuff like a, a keto diet. On the on the flip side, you've got people who have great success going plant-based. You've you got it, people I mean, who do great, you know, going In case you need free. some, you've some got ideas, folks who, uh, we've got vegetarian, pescatarian, fruititarian, kangatarian. King? Kanga. Kangatarian? Yeah, so you only our, eat kangaroo? our Aussie buddies out there, you need to confirm this for us. <laughs> there is such a thing as a, it was on Wikipedia. Can, uh-huh. Kangatarian diet where you eat vegetarian, but you can still eat kangaroo. <laughs> it's just saying. <laughs> Vegan, intermittent fasting, paleo, ketogenic, Atkins, gluten free, Mediterranean, the Subway diet. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about the Subway about diet. Jared. Super size uh, me. We got now. the all McDonald's diet. <laughs> yeah. Cabbage soup diet, juice fasting, the zone, beach body, whole 30. Nutrisystem still exists, mm-hmm. and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles diet. <laughs> Is just, that what pizza? Just eat pepperoni pizza. pizza? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, no, and I think within this, like, so you take a person who says, okay, well, my goal is weight loss. Okay, so your goal is weight loss, and you find someone out there who went and only ate one slice of pizza each day, and they <laughs> lost weight. And so, you, th- you know... If you don't really dive into, is it a healthy diet versus I can lose weight on this diet? I think those are two totally separate different things. Well, you have to keep in mind that like the people who we're reaching out to with this is Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they want, a lot of them do want to lose weight or at least get to race weight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But they, they want, they don't want it, they want it to positively affect their performance. Mm -hmm. You know, so the, the main two that we get, asked about most major- recently yeah. majority of the time are plant-based and the ketogenic yeah. diet um i would say a lot of people can benefit from a balance of both 
uh, you know, but the number one question that you have to ask yourself is, is what I'm going to do sustainable for the long haul? And this is, this is key. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Like going full bore. I think this is one of the problems so many people have. And it's a problem people have when they first get into exercise or training or, you know, a healthy lifestyle in, in general is you're excited at the start and you're all in, but what happens once that excitement, you know, wears off a little bit, it's easy to do something for one day, doing it day after day can become a lot more of a challenge. So thinking through what works for me, what works for my lifestyle uh, and what is sustainable is, is of the utmost importance. Yeah, Are you someone who can, you know, who just, who loves meat? Well, if that's the case. Going plant-based. Going plant-based. Tough. You know, may not be your best option. Like for yeah. me personally, I'm a, I'm a plant-based person, but I was, you know, growing up, we ate a lot of vegetarian style stuff. I was never like a big, massive meat eater anyway. Like I would eat steak, I would eat hamburgers, I would eat that kind of stuff, but I was never like, oh, I gotta have my meat uh, yeah. kind of person. So me going plant-based wasn't nearly as hard. It's, it hasn't been a challenge in that regard. It's not like I have these massive cravings that I'm, that I was I'm trying the to get rid of. I was the opposite. I, was, I grew up with meat and every meal uh, and, you know, uh, growing up playing football and stuff like that and lifting mm -hmm. protein was like the biggest thing, like, mm -hmm. and you had to get it from meat. Like people weren't even talking about the fact that ve vegetables have protein in them. Yep. Everything has protein. In I mean, uh, but that, I mean, I, I grew up thinking like that's, you had to have it on every meal and that's basically what I did. Yep. Um, Real quick, we'll just define the two a little mm -hmm. bit. Just get a little background since there is even confusion. Like, oh, you hear the word ketogenic and you may not even know what that is mm -hmm. or you might have conflicting information. So plant-based basically is no meat. No meat. No Nothing dairy. that comes from an, a, yeah, an animal yeah. that's produced from an animal. So No meat, no dairy. No meat, no dairy. Which generally kind of yields... No eggs. Yeah, no, no eggs. That's a tough no one fish. for me. No, yeah. Uh, basically, that that leads to a higher percentage of carbohydrate, for the most part, mm -hmm. uh, like a moderate amount of fat. Because you can, let's be real, you can eat really crappy. Yeah, this is what we're gonna we're gonna get into this here a little bit. Yeah. yeah. They're, <laughs> By saying I am a, a plant-based person, but going out and eating all the imitation stuff that's loaded with all kinds of hor horrible stuff for you. You know, it looks like a chemistry experiment versus, you know, you eating some yeah. more whole whole food. When Brian's in a pinch at a restaurant, if like he'll he'll get if there's not if there's not a mound of salad waiting on him. Oh, the salad's my go-to. A, a basket of fries will do. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. Get yeah. some calories. No, honestly, yeah. And is that the healthiest thing? Nope. No, no. I mean, that's when I first made the conversion over to plant based. Um, you know, I still liked the taste of, you know, like the, I used to eat quite a few, like the chicken sandwiches and stuff. So I was eating a bunch of that stuff. And, and, you know, it's not exactly the, the best for you. It's not something yeah. that I would, I would, from a health standpoint, I would, point someone more to a eat your lean meats rather than getting your imitation meat 
<laughs> that's going to fulfill that, you're beyond that meat, craving you're... for you. Yeah, now you got Beyond Meat stuff. Yeah. But um, I think you're better off eating whole foods, stuff that hasn't been processed, stuff that's not <laughs> been developed in a... Uh, um, with with a lot of so we'll, words you can't pronounce. We'll squash the whole protein thing real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people, especially people who lift and, uh, you know, uh, do a lot of activity, they think protein, protein, protein. But in fact, there isn't protein in absolutely pretty much everything you eat. Yeah. And it, it's you'll, you will still get adequate protein eating plant-based. I mean, it's, it's not, not hard at all. It is not hard. Yeah, for the people that are worried about not being able to get big by, uh, by eating uh, yeah. plants, take a look at an elephant. Yeah, take a look. I mean, yeah, I think the, the, that Netflix game chain, or the documentary Game Changers has so many people, uh, think, and that was the intention of it. They did a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many people thinking about going completely plant-based but as we'll find out, it may not be the the best for you. So the other option, the other big option that we're we're getting bombarded with a lot now is ketogenic diet, diet which is basically super high fat. It's still like a moderate amount of protein. It's not necessarily high protein, uh, and then like super low carb. Um, yeah, the yeah the defining characteristic there really is like, like get Atkins rid of the carbs, steroids <clears throat> type yeah. of thing. Um, to in, put your body into a state of ketosis. Yeah. So the the diet itself was originally kind of uh, developed to help kids with like uncontrollable epilepsy, and so they found it to really work. Um, but it is it's it's you, you kind of go really low carb. So your body produces ketones from the fat, and then your body can use ketones as fuel. So essentially, it's it's kind of converting your body into burning more fat as fuel. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the gist of it. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people worry about the whole. Um, you know, it's 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 not it's not no carb. It's not a no carb diet because your brain still needs a, a, a bit of glucose to run off of, or you're going to be pretty, you're going to be in trouble. Your brain can run off of ketones as well, but it still needs a decent amount of glucose. Um, so I, I think, I think it's like a 5%, 10% carbs of your total calories for, for the, uh, the old ketogenic diet there. Um, but the, the thing is like, it's not like, what are the big takeaways from both of these? Because they both have shown, research has shown them to work. Research has shown them to decrease uh, risk of disease. Uh, you know, and they, all, they both tout reversal of diabetes and you know, all these fantastic things to your health. But there's a couple of like, one thing the research doesn't tell you is what they were, what these people were eating before. So, I think you you have to consider anyone who uh, is eating a normal Western diet and gets on either one of these plans is going to feel fantastic. Yeah, if you've been eating a bunch of garbage, and honestly, you can go plant-based and you can go ketogenic and still eat a bunch of stuff that's crappy for you. Yeah. 
So uh, the, I think what we like to tout here is, yeah, you may, if you make a change and start substituting healthy, healthier options for crappy options that you were doing before, there's a good chance you're going to be feeling a lot better regardless of which one of those 58 diets you, uh, you mentioned at the very start here. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, as far as all the confusion out there, it's like you, you don't have to make it so crazy. You don't have to be plant-based. You don't really even have to be, you know, you don't have to be on a ketogenic diet. Eat healthier foods. Yeah. <laughs> Substitute crap foods with healthy foods. The big, the big takeaway there is <clears throat> both of these plans and most of these plans, I mean, uh, everything here is basically about uh, substituting worse foods for whole foods or, or better sources of, of food, nutrient-dense, not mm. calorie-dense yeah. foods. Um, if, you, if you do that, you're going to be fine. Like, yeah, and I think uh, a lot of what we've seen as well and what we've chatted about in the past is like you take, you take someone on a diet where they're paying no attention to what they're eating and just by putting someone within a framework, like I'm going to eat within a specific right. framework, now the person's actually paying attention to what they're eating more so than what they were before. You know, if they if before you you paid no attention, you ate whatever you wanted to, just being aware of what you're eating and having a structure within what you eat, yeah. which caused you to eliminate some of the foods you may have been uh, eating beforehand. So someone on a ketogenic diet, maybe they were eating a ton of sweets, like you're smashing yeah. desserts after you know every dinner. Not to say desserts are bad, but if you're eating a tiny bit of healthy food at dinner to save room for that whole cake you're going to eat <laughs> afterwards, uh, by going to a ketogenic diet where you're eliminating the sweets now, boom, boom. That's a lot of Massive calories, of calories of yeah. empty calories that you're getting rid of. Same with plant-based. Like for me, when I went plant-based, there was a lot of the cookies and the other stuff that, you know, I could eat a whole, although Oreos are vegan, uh, so I have eliminated uh, that for the most part, but you end up having a structure, a framework, you're paying attention to what you're eating and you're starting to eliminate or minimizing some of the stuff that you may have overindulged in yeah. before that replaced healthier foods. Yeah. So like a lot of people, you know, they get on a diet and they are like they're eating vegan or they're eating whatever and they're, they're not losing weight because they're eating crap. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not always... It's not always as easy as calories in, calories out. We want to think it is a lot of the time, but when you're, even if you're restricting calories, if the sources of calories that you're, or the sources of calories are deficient in nutrition, your body will still take that as, hey man, you're starving me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm nutritionally starving here. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to hold on to everything I possibly can. So like that's a huge point I think people can take away is that by putting in these whole foods that are sources of food, regardless of the calorie intake, you're going your body is going to reward you because it's like, well, I don't need all this fat because I have all the nutrients, all the macro and micronutrients that I need. So let's offload some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Which I guess that's a pretty good segue into kind of our our tips that we have for folks. Yeah. Number one, you, there's confusion in everything. Like you can, if you, and, and you'll find the stuff that suits what you like, right? So if you're someone who likes uh, partaking in alcohol at night, 
you're going to find that study out there that, that pops up that's <laughs> like, hey, two glasses of wine per day are great super for you. Super heart healthy. You're like, hey, two's great. Six is better. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be super healthy tonight. Uh, you can find study your coffee drinker. You can find stuff that says coffee's great for you or coffee's horrible for you. There's so much conflicting stuff out there um, that, like, stop overcomplicating this whole thing. Like, think about it. Is overindulging in any anything generally a super great I- idea? Nope. Uh, in a lot of situations, not. So, like, what stuff out there are you over overdoing that you know isn't the best bet for you and what your goals are and look to minimize that don't look for this secret magic bullet that's going to be perfect for you yeah and instead like stop being so confused by it all and having that whole paralysis that comes with well i i don't know what to do so i'm not going to do anything i'm going to keep doing what i'm currently doing um so stop making things so complicated yeah i mean you have to figure if if something like water too much water can kill you I mean, mm-hmm. pretty much anything else in in the mass quantities mm-hmm. probably going to do a number on you. It could exactly, <laughs> which moves on to number two here. Yeah, so like we have to, we're replacing those worst sources for whole foods that are nutrient dense, not calorie dense. Exactly. I think that's a, a big a big point. We're we're. I mean, this kind of goes into the next point, but we're just eating less processed foods. Uh, and the, probably the, the easiest, the, like if we're doing baby steps here, I think the number one thing people can do to eliminate like calories from their diet is to eliminate liquid calories, Mm -hmm. liquid, like empty liquid calories. So those are your, your sodas, sweet tea. Sorry, folks. Sweet tea. Sorry. Yeah. For those of you in the North, sweet tea. (laughs) Is tea, sweet tea is with, tea in with the about <laughs> with about eight cups of sugar in it. Uh huh. Exactly. So yeah, eliminate those liquid calories. Like that's the number one thing you can do. A super easy, yeah, super easy step. If you're and you may be someone who doesn't do that already. Like you're currently not doing that. If so, great. Yeah. But there may be you may be the person that yeah, I'm not drinking sodas, but I won't think twice about drinking you know three pints of my favorite beer at night yeah well same thing it's exactly it's empty, the empty you know, calories they're empty not providing nutritional sugars. value to you yeah um it's calories that uh essentially you find tasty but aren't actually helping you perform yeah i was i'm sorry i was attacking the cokes and not the, uh-huh, the booze uh-huh. <laughs> um but you know first thing mentioned there was replacing stuff that's not quite as good for you or minimizing that and adding in healthier stuff. So you got to be aware of what you're currently eating. Yeah. You know, there's, there's actually a lot of research that shows that just writing down what you eat, mm-hmm. regardless of if you even try to change the sources of food, mm-hmm. writing down what you eat will help you lose weight mm-hmm. because you think twice before you have to write it down. Yep. It, you know, think twice about eating it or consuming it if if you have to write it down first or write it down after yep uh so that's a that's a if you're losing if you're trying to lose weight start writing it down oh exactly start logging it you know something like my fitness pal we use it a lot people who are 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 wanting to lose weight you know and again it's not necessarily about calorie restriction but 
you see straight up what ca- what the calories are, what's what where it's coming from, like mac- macro, you know, uh, makeup, and then by macro we mean yeah, carbs, fats, proteins. Yeah, and then you can see like, oh, are these these foods really sufficient in nutrients other than the big macro ones? Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty, I mean, it's like a slap in the face a lot of times for a lot of people, you know. And even times when I've wanted to get down the raceway, if I want to do it in a hurry but do it the right way, I just start logging stuff because mm-hmm. I won't, Being aware I won't touch of, it if, I, what? if yeah. I have to look at it on paper. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and is that sustainable is kind of one of those things, no, right? I mean, no, but, yeah. you know, it's sometimes when you're not like, uh, you know, you're you're very performance-oriented and again, you don't want to. You don't ever want to try to lose weight quickly mm-hmm. uh, because it will affect your performance. Mm-hmm. But if if all you're doing is trading out crap sources for better sources, and like your performance is going to go up, and you'll probably still lose weight. Oh, exactly. I mean, once you get down to like, once you get kind of into like a you know a weight where you you're you sustain it because of your normal amount of activity. Mm-hmm. Like I've probably been the same weight for the last four years, mm-hmm. four or five years, and I don't fluctuate a whole lot from it. it. It requires me to really focus on like the sources of food that are yeah. going in yeah. for me to drop any more weight, mm-hmm. regardless of the hours of training I do. Yeah. So, and for me personally, it's it's more of a portion control sort oh, of yeah. thing because I can eat a massive volume. If you've of ever food. seen Bryant eat a salad. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get baby salads. They baby come salads. in, and it's not even like even a small mixing bowl. It's like one you could use as a satellite dish. Oh yeah, and then mm-hmm. he just goes in with like the wooden fork <laughs> and starts just which, mowing on which it. Which that that I could I I'm a okay eating that. The problem is like I take that same level of volume. And then when I start eating like them fried pickles or uh, those fries <laughs> you mentioned earlier or the chips and salsa. Yeah. I mean, chips. We, we talked before about how we can eat you. Uh, chips and salsa. 4,000 calories worth of chips. Easy peasy. Um, which we'll, we'll talk about. I guess this is probably a decent time. We're not saying that you have to eliminate all of... Like there is no evil food. Yeah. The problem becomes when... Well, there's a food that you have that you end up either eating so much of or overindulging in or like that's the one thing you you go crazy with and it starts impacting the amount of the healthy stuff yes. you eat. So you, you have this food on your right shoulder mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with little horns and stuff that you know you enjoy so much you end up eating a lot more of it and then the good food that is actually going to make you healthy and mm-hmm. you're already full fuel you for performance you're already full mm-hmm. so like the little angel food on not angel food cake we're not <laughs> talking about cake, cake here we're talking about cake the little angel on uh-huh. your uh, other shoulder you know gets passed up because you've already you know consumed mm-hmm. all of the the devil food yep and just having boundaries there like you know at, at we're not saying you have to get rid of anything because a lot of times that's not sustainable, right? If there's something you like and you feel like yeah. you can't have it, you're not allowed to have it. 
for a lot of folks, I mean, there's there's some that you can switch it on and off and like, hey, I don't need it anymore. I'm not going to eat it. I don't yeah. want it. Like, you're good. Other people, it's like they constantly have that on the shoulder calling, hey, yeah. chips, chips, chips. And then as soon as you finally like break your, you know, uh, fast off it or whatever you want to call it, you eat a massive bag uh, of chips. Right. You know, you'd be better off. Hey, eating your 10, 15 chips every day versus going and eating, eat one, <laughs> eating a, a whole bag full uh, or a bag of candy. You know, you're better off having one piece of candy or two pieces of candy, like getting your, your fix, having your treat, and then carrying on with your day versus some people will my biggest, abstain like, and then my eat the tactic, whole bag. My, use, my biggest tactic at, at dinner is like... Go like always either always eat a salad with dinner like first mm-hmm. or like I, when my plate is in front of me, I eat the veggies and stuff first before digging into the other stuff. And I actively attempt to fill myself up on the the good stuff mm-hmm. prior to digging into something that's not. And that's even how we treat like we don't eat a lot of meat, but when we do eat meat that's how i still try to treat that is eat the good stuff first and then eat the meat last because the meat for me is tough because like not having it ever is tough because to me meat fills me up like like i couldn't sit there and eat a giant satellite dish full of salad Mm -hmm. and like not be hungry two hours later but like if i eat like meat or even nuts or something like that like I'm good for a while, and it's mm-hmm. a much smaller amount. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm the first to tell you. This goes into our next point. Um, I'm the first to tell you if if you've watched uh, a documentary, you know, saying how uh, awesome, you know, Game Changers was talking about how how all the performance benefits, health benefits of going plant based. If you're someone who can't stand vegetables. That is not going to be your uh, a good diet, a good nutritional plan for you. Yeah, I think you should be trying to eat more fruits and vegetables. Um, a lot of micronutrients there that are that are very healthy for you, and you need to get those into your into your body. But if you can't eat the variety that you need and the volume you need to 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 get those protein needs, for example, um, that you'd have during the day. If, if you hate it so much that you're starving yourself on a daily basis, that is not a sustainable diet for you. And I'd be the first person to say, hey, <laughs> you should be adding some meat back into your, into your yeah. diet. You know, add some of the extra stuff in there that uh, you know, is, is going to allow you to uh, have a more well-balanced and hit all those nutrient needs that you've got. Yeah, there was a good question here, and, and, and we actually get asked this I get asked this, you know, fairly frequently is like, if I'm, if I am like actively training a decent amount, um, you know, is it a good practice to like save, like, I don't know, I want to call it a cheat day or, but like a day where I'm going to eat the less great stuff for me for like a day where I have a lot more training, like your long training day, Saturday, Sunday, long ride, long bike or long. Yeah long run, long ride days, like are those better days to have uh, those less healthy foods that are high in calories? Um, yeah, I mean, I, totally. Like Yes, and, and 
if you can surround them around that heavier training too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, when you're, your body's burning through the, that stuff. If you're a company, you know, it's like, don't, you know, don't use it as an excuse to like eat a ton of it mm-hmm. and just, you know, gorge on only some cake or some brownies or whatever, like unhealthy stuff. But if you're going to eat that stuff and you, and like, it's going to like satisfy you mentally for the week, like, yeah, keep it on the days where you have the bigger training load mm-hmm. because your body needs those calories anyways. Mm-hmm. You're probably burning through them. Mm-hmm. It's not the healthiest source, but you know, it's also not a if that's allowing massive you amount to, of excess calories in the day. Yeah. And if that's allowing you to eat healthier throughout the week, if right. you're someone who really struggles right. with it and that's awesome. Again, if you're someone who, uh, and I'm not this person, but if you're someone who can moderate and eat a little bit of sweets. Yeah, I'm not that person either. Or that's, that's, that's why we not, don't keep it in the house. That's generally. Not me. Exactly. Yeah, that's not me. But so for people like that, having a, a cheat day, for example, yeah. um, that could be huge. Yeah. And, and surrounding it around your heavier exercise when your body's totally. wanting to just burn through calories, yeah, totally eating calories. Um, it, it, that's a better timing for it if that's the route you're going. Yeah. Uh, only thing, like I will say, like, because I do <clears throat> eat some meat and stuff, most of our meat comes in the form of fish. Uh, so mm-hmm. you could say pescatarian, pesca, Mediterranean, Yo. you know, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. I don't care. Um, but like, make sure that you are like, even meat is processed. Like, you know, so Let's go for the whole, the whole meats, whole cuts, leaner cuts, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Like if you, you know, the whole thing is getting rid of your fried meats. Yeah. If you like getting rid of your fried foods in general is is usually get rid of the fried stuff, uh, the processed stuff. Cause you know, like things like, you know, deli meats are all super processed. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, so just choose the better sources. Yep. The the sources that have gone through less process. Yes. <laughs> like if it could go off Our of the animal packaging. onto your plate, that'd be <gasps> clutch. You know, closest to that. Or in my case, out of the garden, out of, on out your of plate. the ground. Yep. Yeah. But again, yeah, don't the allow the fewer the additives, the better. Don't allow eating meat to be that devil on your shoulder where you only are consuming meat protein and you're not eating the healthier fruit veggies carbs that kind of thing yeah you yeah you want to make sure you're getting all those micronutrients that you need so one of the big things uh that we like once you're kind of into it a little bit um whatever method you choose uh like like cooking your own meals like as many of them as possible uh is a great thing because you know exactly what's going into it you know the source, you know every ingredient. So like I usually I usually tell people like too, like even with sweets, like brownies and whatever, if you can cook it, you can eat it. Go for it. Like if you want to take the time to like make that, mm-hmm. then you can eat that. Because you you one like not from a box, like from scratch. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, you know all the ingredients. And that goes back to being aware, right? Aware of what you're putting into your body. Right. So now you know the stuff that went into it. You're being intentional about the whole thing as opposed to, uh, as opposed to just randomly 
yeah. going with whatever is convenient to you. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the word convenience usually is synonymous with processed, packaged, mm-hmm. and high-calorie, low-nutrition. I mean, mm-hmm. not nutrition-dense food, generally speaking. I'm going to put in... Yeah. But, you know, convenience food is not known for being super nutrition nutritious very nutritious yeah um especially when we start talking like fast foods yeah well fast foods (laughs) (laughs) although convenient oh yeah uh yeah generally yeah so prepare your own meals as much as you possibly can Mm -hmm. and sometimes you know that is a sacrifice for a lot of people because it's just more time like everyone's short on time everyone's time crunch these days but if you you know if you buy your food somewhat in bulk and you cook it all at once, you can pretty much meal plan. I mean, a lot of people, we coach a lot of people that meal plan for the entire week. And they'll eat the same lunch every day one week because they made five of them. Yeah. Like, you know, but that way they know they're getting in, like, great nutrition. Yep, exactly. You know? Yep. Um, Next one, variety is the spice of life. If If you find you're eating very little variety... We would encourage you to expand your horizons. Yeah. Uh, if all you like, I bet there's not many people out here, but if all you like is broccoli and you're going plant-based, I would recommend you broaden your horizons some, eat a variety of different colors. Eat the colors, eat man. Eat fruits, eat vegetables, eat a lot of different grains. It goes with nuts. Uh, for those that are eating meat, it goes with meat too. Don't, Same with meat. Don't yep. just eat one source of meat. Like if all you're eating is chicken... Okay, that's great, but chicken will la- like eventually yield you a lack of some sort of nutrient. Like, don't just pick one. Like, pick, eat some chicken, eat some fish, eat you know, occasional red meat, you know, pork, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't like, just don't like eat the same thing all the time. It's like it's like doing. It's like doing the same workout all the time. You're, there's going to be no. Eventually, there's gonna, it's going to balance out, and there's going to be like no benefit there. So, you know, try to mix things up. Yeah, especially if you find that you're eating a very limited range of foods. I think we're most like a lot of people end up um, suffering in general. Your typical, you know, American style diet is. I, I honestly don't think people get the amount of fruits and vegetables they need in their diets that allows them to get the micronutrients that would be very beneficial to them where they would see an increase in I think, I mean, performance I'm, and overall health. Um, you know, most, most people's diets are much more on that, like your breads, your pastas, yeah. your meats, your cheeses. You know, it's very, I don't, I don't think people are getting the amount of, of uh, salad, you know, like adding a salad. Can be a I, you know, great veggies thing are the you. one thing, the the major, major thing, like people are not eating enough vegetable. I mean, fruit is even like, uh, fruit is even a convenience food to me because it's always so like packaged and you're used to eating it like cold and whatever, or room temperature and you like, it's in its own shell and what, or whatever. But like, like with people are just not used to eating raw vegetables. They're used to mm-hmm. having them cooked all the time. But there's a lot of vegetables out there that are like really good raw. Oh yeah, like for sure. The I'm a like we eat so many of like the 
red and orange and yellow peppers. Yeah. Like our kids demolish them. Mm -hmm. If you're someone who's like doesn't like the green bell peppers, try the yellows yeah, and the I'm oranges not a huge and the fan reds. Of green. Yeah. Like, but just, all the other you know sweeter uh, mm -hmm. bell peppers are fantastic, and they are like packed with nutrients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, so broaden your horizons. Don't don't yeah. put yourself in the tiny little box. Eat variety. Get your fruits and vegetables, uh, and you're you're likely going to find that you're yeah. feeling better as a result. So the last little thing we'll we'll end here is pretty much what we 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 had to sneak the word into the into the show here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So consistency is greater than striving for perfection. Mm -hmm. Like don't try to be perfect; just be consistent. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to slip. There's always going to be scenarios where you're at a function and you don't have a choice of what there is to eat. I mean, we don't necessarily recommend just not eating, uh, especially if you're an athlete and you have like maybe a workout the next day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you got to fuel the machine. You know, we we run into it all the time that a athletes are under fueling. Mm -hmm. Like they're trying, they're like thinking to themselves, they're trying to get down race weight. They're trying to lose weight. But they're doing plenty of training and they're just under fueling. So they end up low energy, you know, and then their mental state falls off. So you got to fuel the machine. So don't, don't try to be perfect all the time. Just mm -hmm. be consistent mm -hmm. um, and set yourself up, you know, by doing the things like meal planning and, and, and eating the whole foods and having that, like all that good stuff in the house, keeping the crap food out of the house, mm -hmm. like set yourself up for, for success just in your success is you're just being consistent most of the time. Oh, exactly. Yep. No. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing, right? Like don't, don't beat yourself up. We, we say it quite a bit, like big difference between people who see a lot of progress with their workouts versus those that don't are the ones that are hitting that extra workout that they'd usually blow off. Right. They're staying consistent from that regard, but we're the first people as coaches to let our athletes know, like it's missing workouts is going to happen. You know, it happens. Let's adjust. Let's get back to it. Let's not let one missed workout or two missed workouts or a bad weekend or whatever it is be something that's now going to derail you from your whole program. Like, ah, oh, all is lost. I missed three <laughs> workouts and now uh, you missed two weeks worth of stuff. Um, same thing with nutrition. Like, if you have a bad meal, that's fine. If you have two bad meals, that's fine. If you have a bad day, that's fine. But let's kind of look in the grand scheme of things. Let's constantly be trying to be as consistent as we Say can. Scheme? Scheme. Grand was, scheme of things. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> but but let's let's not get so caught up in any one workout, any one meal. Yeah. And think that that one thing is your make or break for any success or any goal you have down the road. Instead, I'm always kind of thinking about trying to move the needle forward. Like, what can I do? What's a, a better choice I can make? If I fall off the wagon, if I fall off the tracks, quickly get back on it and keep, you know, kicking the ball down the field. Yeah. What absolutely. other things could I throw in here? How many more analogies? I just said something on the tracks and kicking the ball down the field, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the, like um, you know, once you get into all this stuff and you start making changes and you're into it for, you know, a month or so, you know, just ask yourself, how do you feel? Like, mm -hmm. are you feeling better? Like, have you dropped any weight? And it's not even like a number on the scale, but like, 
or your clothes fitting better. That's our usual, like, yep. you know, that's a better uh, metric mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. weight loss in our opinion. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, um, you know, how are you feeling and how is it affecting your performance? Do you feel like you have energy, like sustained energy through your training sessions? Do you feel like you have sustained energy throughout the day? Do you feel like you're recovering better? Are you sleeping yeah, better? Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, things those, are the, those are all the things you, you can kind of monitor and see if, if the nutrition changes that you're making are actually helping uh, your, your overall health and performance. I mean, that's really what we're after. Oh, exactly. So. Yeah, 100%. We want something that works for you, something that you can sustain. We want you making healthier choices. Most people, and actually I was just talking to a person the other day that was like, hey, I'm get, I'm, I need help with my nutrition. And I was like, okay, well, spend a couple days writing down what you eat. And they said, well, if I write it down, of course I'm going to eat right. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so your problem is not not knowing what to yep. eat. Your problem is just the execution of that. So, so most most people, especially that we deal with, have a good idea of what is healthier and what is not. Start subbing subbing yeah. things. Sub out the unhealthy that you know and add the healthy that you know. And just small changes like that on a consistent basis are going to yield great results. You don't have to go 100% plant-based or 100% keto. No, I mean... And just because your buddy did it and it worked for them and they lost weight and are, are touting the benefits of it all may not be the best for you. May not, you know, it may not work out at all because you end up eating french fries and... <laughs> Chips and salsa. Chips and salsa, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, hanging out, listening, watching. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this uh, gave you some good tips and and, and uh, ways to go about making some good changes for you. Yeah, and if you're someone who does have questions on that, uh, you know, Casey is someone who has a lot of knowledge yeah. on the subject. We we to, uh, are not. We should have led with this. We are not registered dietitian nutritionists, but we stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night, <laughs> and we have one on. Staff. We have one on. Staff. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so if you have any questions for us, shoot them over and, uh, we can get some answers. We, we had a few that didn't necessarily pertain to this topic specifically, but we'll shoot answers out to, uh, to folks on yeah. those questions. Cause we did get answers from coach Casey. So cool. All right. Thanks for hanging out, listening, watching. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Adios.